What's up, world? It's your boy Wes. And it's your boy Mosby. Coming at you with that locker room talk and the shorts on the sports. Where we keeping you locked in on the scores, but on the inside, it's a whole lot more. Because what's said inside the locker room stays inside the locker room. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. To another episode of Inside the Locker Room. Closing that door. We closing that door. Make sure you close that door behind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's the only place where you get that locker room talk and the shorts on the sports. Y'all already know it's your boy Steve. Here with my boy Wes. We're back. Back at it again. We're back. And we missed y'all for real. We man, missed y'all, man. Crazy times. Crazy times out here. I pray y'all being safe. Please. I pray y'all being good. So, social distancing. Yeah. We don't worry. We're practicing it. I we're, promise we're, you. We're practicing it. I promise you. Yeah, I mean. That's why we haven't done these in a while. <laughs> Corona done kicked out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they kept us out of business, they brother. They invested up the money. <laughs> they, try, they invested up the they money. They try to let us be great. But, I mean... First off, Wes, how how have you been since all this stuff has has gone down, brother? Uh, I mean, not I'm not not to say at least I'm not losing my mind mm-hmm. in the crib. I'm I'm half and half. I'm low key a homebody, and some days I'm not. Facts. Uh, like like I was telling you and everything. I know we've been going through this. I was getting really really bushed at work. Like a lot of stuff was coming at me to where I was like, man, here it come. Then this happened, and you know my job got shut down and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, all right, this ain't bad. So now I get a little work break. <laughs> Some days I have my time, like all right, I get out for a little bit. Then I think the trash part of all this is how nice this actually been. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know. In these past few years, I don't think an April been this <laughs> nice. I'm gonna be completely. It's weird. It is rough. I Man, you can still get outside and walk around, of course, you know. But for the people that's going to the parks and all that, come on now. I know they I, saw I know, me. I know it's tough. I know they saw But me, other man. than that, man, I mean, you know, working from home. Yeah. Doing that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Trying to look for the good news about all this. <laughs> Wherever mean, you can find I it. I mean, in a sense, I will throw this out here. I know this ain't political thing, but Ohio is actually doing really good. Yeah. If you have you have, have been watching, we are doing really, really well. Staying about, above the curve. Yeah. Yeah, they, staying they, above they the curve. They said we stretched it out even further to the point where, you know, we... Probably almost gonna hit our peak earlier, and it won't even be that bad. So that's what I've heard. So that's the good news for that, you. That's that's the good news around here in Ohio. That's the good news, bro. I haven't watched what you've been you waiting know. for. You know, but other than that, man, good. How about you, my brother? I, I know you, you know me, brother. I, I, you know me, brother. I hate being in the house, bro. I hate being in the house. I, I really do wish team. we could, you know, do more of the podcast and all that stuff. But like we told y'all, we trying to. Practice social distancing as much as possible. That's all, man. But we still got to bring y'all this content. Got to give you this content. Got to bring y'all this content. this content. But outside of that, man, like the the only thing that's keeping me sane is TikTok, bro. I never thought I would say that in my follow, life. Follow the boy. I, please, or do something, bro. You, you, y'all already know. Y'all know y'all can find us on social media, but just find something. We told y'all before. Find something that one of your hobbies that you can latch on to yeah. during this time. If you got up. business plans, start the, that stuff this now. This is the time. To this build. is this, this is, is the, the perfect time. time. So, but yes, that that is that has been the life for the both of us, and mm-hmm. 
We are going to continue bringing y'all content as best we can, as best as we possibly best we can. can. And speaking of content, here it is. We have is. we have been trying to figure out ways to shock the world, shock the world, shock and just keep y'all intrigued. I know, I know. We we typically come to you guys with a lot of current news, but since there is no news. We're finding other, I mean, there is some news, I mean, but we've already thrown all the free agency stuff at you and things of that nature, but what to give y'all a twist to today's episode. Get a little brain tease a little bit. Tease the brain a little bit. It answers some of the what if questions that the league possibly could have seen had these actual scenarios occurred. And just to elaborate so y'all can get an idea of what this could be uh, for our sports fans, it's it's almost thinking of, you know, what if, you know, Kobe Bryant stayed for the Charlotte Hornets, you know. That's a big one. What if, you know, Melo got drafted to the Pistons, football, what if Dion stayed in Atlanta? Wow. What if, you know, Michael Vick, you know, didn't get arrested, how that would have looked out? What if T.O.? Never had this issue with Donovan McNabb. How those? Now we're not going to do those things, <laughs> but that's just some those things. If you sports fans, I always think about man, how that would have played out. You Perk. know, what if the Tuck rule didn't go into effect? You know, what would that mean for Charles? You Wilson? ain't gonna we, do that one. We was talking. No, I'm not gonna do that one. <laughs> you ain't gonna do that. Trust one. me, I know we should have lost, but I was like, hey, I was also very young at the time, so I was like, oh, well, I guess we don't lose. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But just it's, it's those along the lines right. of those things and how that's going to kind of look at. We chose two of our scenarios. Yes, that we're trying to both on football and basketball. Football and basketball, one apiece. Thoughts of how that go. And that was a great way to explain it, because, like you said, we're not going to be doing all the scenarios that he put no, out. Uh, but just so many things. But we, exactly, we are going to be doing some scenarios that are just as good, mm-hmm. and so. For the first, we'll start off with the NBA. Uh, I know you had a very interesting one involving one Carmelo Anthony, Mr. Mello. You want me to do this one first? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, for this is for my hoop stars, my hoopsters. We the year is two thousand fourteen. Remember that year? You know, LeBron's already in Miami. Yep. You know, he's doing his thing. Clearly, you know, he's got his rings, blah, 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 all that. It's coming on. Mind you, I'm, I'm a huge Carmelo fan as well. Uh, this is the year he was getting raised to supposedly either he was going to stay in Denver or what everybody was assuming, This like, it was already out there flushing the streets. He was going, he was supposed to sign with the Chicago Bulls Okay. of that year. That is correct. And that's where, like, it was already, people already kind of had... Like, they had the jersey swap and everything. Like, it was already set. Like, oh, he's going to play with Derrick Rose and this team. You know, that Bulls team was already getting – they was second in the East all the time. They was almost beating the Heat. They just needed that one piece. Of course, that one piece is mellow. That's true. And what does he do? <laughs> Granted, I know it's for the money, but he ended up signing to New York on a huge – which I will say huge contract. It was a $124 million deal. Mm. It was that bag for seven seasons. It was that bag. And I won't go too much to the New York side yet, but I just want to give you a look of how it would have looked had he went to the Bulls instead with that roster. With that roster. So if you went to the Bulls, 
instead of him, Melo chasing the chasing the money and probably honestly Melo could probably I honestly think he probably could have one ring at least out of that. Oh, for sure. Because they were taking for that Heat sure. team to six games, yes. seven. I think they even took them to seven games. I think that in the Eastern Conference Finals yes. at one time. Uh, uh, all they was, was at, at most they were they were going to offer him that Bulls team. They were going to give him ten. I like what I think it was five years, fifty mil, is what I'm seeing. Um, they would have gave him five or fifty mil, which you know isn't horrible, but at that time, that's really good money. In two thousand fourteen, the cal the set, uh, the calorie set wasn't that you know yeah wasn't up where it's at now. But I mean, five years fifty mil that's pretty solid, you know. So it, you look at that, but you got him with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, this is before his injury, just to remind y'all that. So this is before he tore his ACL. So you have a prime Rose at your point guard position. The two. Is an up and coming Jimmy. You know, Jimmy was a great defender overall. He wasn't all the way into his offensive side yet, but he was getting there. So you have that. At the three, you have Luau Dang, which is Luau is Luau, but he was an effective player. He, he's a great. No, trust me. I, yeah. He has. Like, I think he was actually an All Star once or twice okay. in his career. But that third spot would have actually been mellow. You would have had Luau coming off the bench. Okay. So you okay. Look at that. Their fourth spot was, I think it was Tyus Thomas, I believe, who was a decent big. And then, of course, Joe King Nova at right. the time, who was a solid big man. A solid, you know, a solid. I think he actually won the fifth player of the year the year before. So you got those. So when you look at that and you see how things are going and they had took, they ended up taking Miami to six games in 2013. You're like, oh, this is it. That's all they need. You know, that's yeah. all really Melo needed. Was that you know they had a great coach in Tom Thibodeau? Um, he definitely, I mean, Derek, that would have took the ease off of Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose wouldn't have to go 110 every time to where it was at to put in so much first because he was the only optimal scorer through that whole thing. I had a question about that if mm -hmm. I can ask though. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, so, do you think that would have meshed given the fact that both players? Carmelo and D Rose are essentially ball dominant players. In a sense. A sense. Yeah. And with him going to the Knicks, I can't remember. I'm I'm looking it up now. But I don't remember what the Knicks roster was like. But no, I, he yeah, went I, for I the money, but he also was the primary but scorer. Primary Do you score. think that would have worked in Chicago? In my personal opinion, in a way, yeah. Because okay. uh the year before, I mean, even his even his M V P year, Derrick Rose M V P year yeah, I mean, he yeah, he gave you twenty five, but it's not like he's a straight volume guy. Okay, you okay. Know, he still gave okay. you twenty five and six and seven. So when you see those type of things, and then the year before Melo was supposed to come, he only gave twenty points and what we got here? What twenty points and five assists? So twenty and five. Okay. So it yeah. Okay. Uh, it, that's a easy. That's a good. You can still be the second. That's a good second option scoring the twenty to twenty one points. Right there, and then Melo will still give you 25, 26, 27 a game. You have another solid closer. You know, Derrick Rose wasn't always the best closer, but, you know, now you have Melo who can do that. He was forced to be, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you have that right there. And you, like I said, you have the a solid big three in Noah, Rose, and Anthony. Like, that's a solid big three. And, you know, people act like Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo does play good defense. I mean, we go back to the. 09 Western Conference Final when he was going against Kobe, that was probably some of the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Melo is can be a great defender, you know. I think you know just 
he was just getting winded out in the Knicks. But if you have that, and also, like I said, you got Jimmy Butler, who was 24 at the time. True. Who was on the way. True. That, I mean. It was it was prime for them to, to I, make a push I, had they acquired like, him. Just look at what could have unfolded had he been. Like, that that would have been an, another true powerhouse right there. That that was it right there. That that was probably a team that could honestly take LeBron and Wade and them. And mind you, you know, 2014, I was on the back end. Yeah. So LeBron left after 2004. Uh, what was it after 2015? So and Melo would have been there. So they could have just that would have been right there. I'm running right through the East. I could they easily could have probably beat the LeBron's team with the Cavs. In my personal opinion, I know they had Kyrie and Kevin Love, but with yeah. Derrick Rose and Derrick Rose doesn't get hurt. Come on now, I, I, Kyrie's not the best defender, so we know he's not holding Derrick Rose. I don't, I don't so, disagree so with you at all. That. I don't disagree with you at all. And we don't know who else would have came on top of that because they saw how they was meshing. So you don't know who else they would have picked up. True. So we don't, we don't know what other you know, side pieces they might have got. But True. The, that's that's how that would have looked for that. I mean, in a sense, just to give you, I mean, for the other who fans, if you don't know too much, remember about the Knicks that he went to. I know it was a lot of money, like I said, at seven years, 125 mils. You know, he went to that Knicks team. That Knicks team was, you know, J.R. Smith, um, Iman Shumper, Steve Novak, hell of a three-point shooter. Amari Stoudemire Stoudemire was was there at the time. Then they had got Tyson Chandler, who was a very – like, it was a good team, but the problem was they didn't have a good front office. The Bulls at the time had a good front office. And then point guard, you had Raymond Felton, who is too – it was too up in that. They had too much of a hot streak team for the Knicks to where if nobody was on and Melo had money one of his days, it, it's going to be a favorite disaster. And that's what it happened with, you know, in the playoffs when they saw the Heat. Like yeah. They, they had, they, they won two games against them, but they lost, they lost to the series 4-2 because they just, Melo couldn't keep up. There was nobody else to help keep up. I mean, Shepard was just great on defense. He couldn't give you 15 or 20 at the time. JR, we know what JR it is. Exactly. If, if JR, exactly. if he hitting, it, it's on. It's, ooh, okay. Mark Stoudemire was too hurt at the time. He's too, uh, he wasn't the Phoenix Suns of Mark Stoudemire. He'd have his days, but other than that, his knees was getting to him. Tyson Chandler's just defensive, but, you know, if you can you can pull him off the air because they had Chris Bosh, so you can pull him out yeah. the game. It's just. Dude, literally the more you talk about it, the more I actually getting upset because it's of the sad. That was it. But I'm I was actually I'm more upset because the, the the Knicks didn't have I mean I'm not gonna say they didn't have a good roster, but just the fact that they didn't have as near as much firepower as what he was gonna get with the Bulls. And I was like it it no. seemed like it was clear that he was going for one the money and oh, two yeah, to easy. be the primary ball handler. Easy. And he is from New York, so. But still, bro, they they didn't have anything for him. I'm, let's be honest. He was not going to compete for a championship. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I trust me. I was on the boat that he was going to Chicago, that's, too. That's uh, a shame, because bro. Because I was like, all right, if LeBron went to Miami to go do this. Yeah. Then it may, it, of course he going to go. Of course he going to go down there. It's a daggone shame, bro. And he missed out on it. Man. <sighs> that's now a good we, one. Now we see where he is. Exactly. Sad. I mean, I wish I want I want my boy to get a ring, but that let's be honest, bro. Lakers, let me shake your head back there. You don't do that to my man's now. You don't do that to him. Lou is on the set today, but uh, yeah, if he, if he just ended up on, if he ended up on the Lakers or maybe like the Clippers or somewhere one of the top three teams in the league, then I'll maybe. But right now, I mean that that career he had just 
after he left the Knicks, it, it really just kind of spiraled out of control for after, him. Once he got to the Knicks, because if you think about it from 2014 to, what do I want to say, 16? Ah. Just those, like, just those, by the way, four to, like, just those two or three years was really good. Yeah. You know, like I said, the Knicks team was really, that Knicks team was really solid. You know, it, it just. That's a shame, bro. The, That's a it shame. It just couldn't finish. That Knicks team just didn't have nothing to finish. And nor, nor were they made to finish. No. Uh-uh. So that's what uh-uh. I'm saying. I'm like, that decision that he made, that, that was, he, that was, he, he knew better than that, bro. He, he knew better than that. And that just that just goes to show you that you get one decision and it could either make you or break you. And now we're talking about Carmelo that comes off the bench from time to time. That's crazy. And listen, another snippet I just I just read about Man. this as well. I didn't even I did I totally forgot about this one. Is they did get Pal Gasol that 2015 year. They had signed Pal Gasol to a two-year contract, so you would have had Pal Gasol, Joe Noah, Butler, Anthony Rose. Oh, uh, oh! I do remember that Pal Gasol came in for those. For those he two he didn't want to reign, bro. And Pal Gasol, that's was, all right. Pal Gasol was given a, a quiet fifteen and eight. You know, he had his nights where he could. No, he he it, didn't want it. It was matching, but it was just meant for Melo. And I'm sure that would have saved Derrick Derrick Rose's career. Not saying that you know I'm not blaming. No, 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 no. no. We don't know what, but that would have put took off some heat because now you could you know get a little bit better rotation going in. You have another trusted scorer. Yeah, yeah. You don't got to exert so much doing this and that. He can be more passing like he only got to drive to the cup all the time because you got Biggs and you got Melo right there down in the paint if he wants to. That, that's my NBA that, one, bro. That's a good one. You that's go ahead a, on to yours. That I'll, actually made me feel some type of way. I, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, it's a it's a sad story. It is a very at. sad story. But uh, but the one that I had, and I, I was taking the ones that I'm doing is for more the draft, like how things would have panned out for yeah. the draft, um, and looking at uh, the draft that held. Uh, Steph Curry, Ooh. Uh, James Harden, I believe Brandon Jennings was in there. Ooh, was it uh, Johnny Flynn? Yeah, bad boy. He drafted before Steph and, Curry. And I was looking at kind of because I told you the the way that we we looked at this is how we envision how certain players would have went to different teams. Um, and if you look at the draft that held James Harden and Steph Curry. Um, he went, James Harden went number three in that draft to the Thunder. Uh, we know the career he had. Um, Steph Curry ended up, I believe he ended up going seven in that draft. Yeah, he went Mm -hmm. seven. Uh, but in, in between that, there was Tyreek Evans and then Rick, Ricky Rubio. So, and granted, this is very much revisionist history. Like, I, I of course, we, we didn't yeah. know how these players would have panned out, but they've turned out to be great players. Yeah, but what's crazy is people give so much heat on that draft, and they act like the way they give it so much heat because, you know, you said Rubio, Tyree Evans. Yeah. Who else is in front of him? 
it was Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn was in that one, Johnny and Flynn. that was it. And then that's when Steph Curry. That's went. when Steph Curry. Yeah, still you got Rubio, Harry Evans, and Johnny Flynn. And as people give it so much flat, like wow, Steph should have went like, but Steph went seven. Which right. Is, which right. is like it's nothing. Yeah, like dude, that's first round it's top seven. Still good. <laughs> to come from Davidson top seven is like it's just crazy to know the impact that he's had on the league. Like, but he easily should have been like number two, number three. Number three. And, it, and it possibly could have been the school he went to. No, you know, I would uh, like that winning right. with Steph. The why he went there. So, I, I, listen, we like I said, this is for the fans. This is definitely revisionist history. Nobody could have envisioned the, the um, one the kind of career Steph Curry would have had after he got drafted, and two, the impact he would have had on the league after, once he stepped foot on uh, on the, on the court in the NBA. But the way I looked at it is, if we could have a redo of this mm-hmm. and we do know how much of an impact he had on the game let's say the for for instance the Oakland, uh the, the thunder would have picked him up rather than cuz they were looking for a point guard slash shooting guard granted i believe they already had uh Russell, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook and KD there. and i would probably say he go fourth who's the fourth put, well the fourth one was Tyreek Evans so he was a point guard slash shooting guard too so that's what I'm saying. If you want to look at it, I mean, you can look at it from a, a couple of different ways. But let's say because he James Harden played PG when he got to the the, the Rockets. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's just say, for instance, he did go there. Do one. I'm assuming he would be coming off the bench the same way. But let's just think about how he would have stretched the floor for that team. If you went to OKC. If you if you would have went to OKC. Okay. okay. I mean. Granted, you know, Russell is a slasher. The way that James Harden kind of came into the game, uh, I mean, he, he was a dual threat, but he was more of that bench person that can come off and take over a game for you yeah. rather than playing complimentary ball. Okay. So the way I was looking at it is that he could hopefully share the floor with Russell Westbrook. Uh, uh, the way that I was looking at it. Nah, you make a good point because he did that with Monte Ellis when he got there. He did it. He did it with Monte Ellis when he got there. Now, granted, he was a little bit more pass first than Monte. Correct. Correct. And I mean, Russell still is in between. But no, it's a good idea. And allow and allow Russell to play the role he's playing now with the Rockets. Yeah. To be that slasher of a, you know, I mean, is he playing point guard or is that James Harden switching roles? Is that small ball line? Small. Okay. So to allow him to to be the slasher that he is doesn't have to be the shooter. Uh Keep that on Steph. Then you have KD, and granted, this is when they had Kendrick Perkins and Steven Adams still, and I'm like, you, that team, granted that, you know, we know kind of how they panned out Serge with James Ibaka. Harden. Serge Ibaka was on that team. You know how they would they panned out against the Warriors. Yeah. But that was because they, Steph Curry was on the opposite side. Right. <laughs> it was no, just like right. I was like, and then we would be looking at this this Thunder team completely differently. I mean, and I'm let's just and I'm I'm gonna go down the rest of this list. I'm a, I'm going to assume that that Tyreek Evans would have still went to the th- uh, to the Kings. Okay. I, I believe they were really high on him when you know when they were in the draft. And let's say, for instance, James Harden now would have been with the Thunder rather than it have been. Ricky Rubio, he he was st- obviously high enough on the board to go number three. Mm-hmm. So you would have to think 
the th- uh, the you know the the Timberwolves would have won it. You know the next person best thing, and they they were really high on Ricky Rubio when he was coming overseas anyway. True, but and, saying what if they took James? Exactly. Instead, then you have I mean Ooh. now the, the Timberwolves they had two picks, so they picked up Ricky Rubio. Then they got Johnny Flynn, who you was talking doesn't about. Make sense. That, that, that doesn't make sense. You see what I mean? I don't know what they were trying to get. At. I don't know, but know you you definitely could have had something in a James Harden in a position where he didn't have to leave. To go be the man, he would have definitely been the man there, for without a doubt, without a doubt. Okay. And then okay. after that, you would have Ricky Rubio probably going to the to, to, to the Warriors. Which, which I'm not saying you, they would be where they at now, but I think for the first few years, they actually would have been too bad because I mean Monte could have been the score, and then that. I mean, he was coming in with that team of Steven Jackson, that Barnes, and all them. Kind of know Steven Jackson was on that team. He really probably could have made a decent little. He was a great passer. He Under, was. He's an underrated passer. He's an underrated passer. Definitely a great passer. I, I, now, granted, the Warriors wouldn't be who they were because of the fact of that, you know, just Steph was unguardable yeah. behind the three-point line. Yeah. But, I mean, given what Clay showed you that he can accomplish, he's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. He's you still would have had someone that could stretch the floor for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Granted, I believe now. Granted, the, I thought the reason why they brought in Steph Curry was the fact that they knew they were going to be moving on from Monte Ellis. Yeah, apart to a degree. That, and I wonder if they would have kept him had that been the case that they didn't get him. They would have got Ricky Rubio instead. Exactly, because he was yeah. the he was the scorer yeah. for them. Yeah, and, and Ricky yeah. Rubio, he's um, I mean he he can score, but no he is a score. He's a facilitator, and it's fine. And I thought I think that would have been just as deadly. Yeah. I mean, he would have been he would have been just fine in a system like that. But I I I I just wanted to to share how that kind of would have looked because that was a very impactful draft. Some different alternate timelines. You know, see how that would have really played out. How would that would have played out? Because James in, in Minnesota. I don't even know who I was on that team. I can't even attest Shoot, to You could really check it out because what was that, 2009? Yeah. 2009. I could do a quick check. But um, in the midst of that, that was the one that I have for, okay. for my NBA. I like um, but now we wanted to get into the NFL. I know yes. you were really happy about this bum, one. Bum, bum, bum. I know you're really happy about this one. So who, who, who did you have? So now my NFL one. I'm sure everybody's thought about it. If you thought, I'm sure you have, if you thought about it, you really follow football, you thought about it. But yeah, just kind of going over what would have happened if Russell Wilson got drafted oh, number one instead. And this is the 2012 NFL draft. What if he got drafted number one instead of Andrew Luck? Or what if he just got drafted top three? Let's just say that. What if he got Talk drafted? To me. What if he got drafted top three? So we'll look at it. We'll just look at it. So I'll just give you the top. Five top six because that's usually where everybody say they make their money at. Talk to me. So number one, of course, is Andrew Luck. Of course, that's Andrew Luck, and he went to the Colts. Number two was Robert Griffin the third. Who, and I'll well, I'll get into <laughs> I I'll get into why they probably did it, but I'll start like, I don't know why. Number three, Trent Richardson, crazy, crazy, crazy. I hope you're doing good. Matt Khalil to the Vikings. That's number four. Justin Blackman, number five. Justin Blackman might have messed around there, honestly. 
in my opinion, it's a hot take, I guess, would have been a Hall of Famer if he'd never been on drugs. Really? Justin okay. Black, Justin Blackman had him. His first two years was actually really good. And then Morris Claiborne to the Cowboys. It was Morris Claiborne. Right. He isn't in the league anymore. So, there's that. So, if we switch it up, Russell Wilson got drafted third round. I believe so. Third round. It's number 75. I'll read, I'll read now, what draft was this again? 2012, brother. 2012. 2012. So, when you look at that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say he'll be drafted. Let's just, I'll put Russell at number two because if you're looking at scheme, everybody was comparing Andrew Luck to Peyton Manning, how he looked when he came out of college. Like yes. you were saying, Andrew Luck was yep. one of the best quarterbacks being drafted out. out. So, yes, we'll keep were. Andrew Luck in the wise because he, fit he fits that scheme, in my personal opinion. And now we look at number two, and personally, I'll give my pro. I'll give my pro why I think they probably took Robert. Um, from what I remember, just a little bit. I know this is twenty twelve. It's like my senior year of high school, but Robert was pretty tall. He's a tall, fast Correct. track guy. Correct. With a big <laughs> arm. He just came off a of Heisman season. Very. Much he had turned. In his in arm, in his arm, in a, in a bit, but he had, but he, but he did have that. Improvising, <laughs> I'll give it that. But he also came off a of Heisman season. He took Baylor to, I think it was like, I think at one point, honestly, it was like number two in the nation. Uh, I mean, they finished like top ten. I know that for sure. I think they won a bowl game. Yeah, so like you hear that, you know, they like that he could throw on the run. It was coming into that year, where, you know, everybody was starting to think about getting those read quarterback, those option quarterbacks in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So they was falling in love with that because they were seeing it now. And they saw it with Cam Newton the year before, so they was getting excited. But what they didn't feel to realize is and one thing I did remember seeing, especially his rookie year, I was like, man, he can be good. But, one, he didn't know how to not take hits. That's one thing why I think Lamar always going to – I think Lamar going to last long because he, he don't get hit. Even That's if he's going out of bounds, either going to slide or he go out of bounds. Like he's not hitting him. He's making sure he don't get hit. He's going to try to get as many yards as he can that he's going to weave past you. Robert Griffin wasn't like that. Yeah. He's straight line. He's going to try to outrun you. If you don't outrun, he's just going to take the hit. Accuracy wasn't all that at all. He was too inconsistent. We've been completely honest. I uh, agree with you on that So one. I definitely and, agree with you on that and one. I just And so when you look at what Russell Wilson did coming out, Russell Wilson had really a quietly good career. There was nothing bad about it. You know, he came out his year – I mean, even when he transferred, he took Wisconsin to the Rose Bowl and ended up, uh, I believe they may, might have lost to Oregon. But still, he took them to the Rose Bowl. They went like, I think, 11-2. and two. They, they just knocked him for its height. So when you're knocking somebody for its height, it don't really, I don't know. It just it just didn't add up to me for for why you're just knocking him for its height. There was nothing wrong with Russell Wilson. He ran a good 40. Yeah. You know, solid 40. He was... You know, they said he was killing it in his in his NFL. I mean, in his combine drills and everything. And I remember all his everything that was given on. He was doing really good. So when you look at it, you just start to wonder, like, well, how do you fall to the third round? And he literally, they literally just did it all because he was five ten. They was nervous because there wasn't really no quarterbacks besides Drew Brees at the time really being looked at it like that. That's true. So they just did. They didn't know. Nobody knew. Nobody knew if he was gonna be able to really see that. So you, you see, you like, all right, I get it, but also I don't get it. So wait, so just so I'm hearing you correctly, mm-hmm. you you're saying if he would have went number one, are you you keeping Andrew Luck? I'm keeping one? Andrew Andrew Luck one. So then he would have went number two, so or you taking he's taking over, he's taking over Robert Griffin. Okay, 
So, okay. like I said, I, I'll, I'll, I'll erase all this what I said about him going number one. I said I'll just say he, I think he should probably have been number two overall. Okay. So then that leads that to, I won't get this where everybody else I think will trickle to. I'll just say, in my personal opinion, I think Robert Griffin falls somewhere in the second and third round. I think right. that's right. He, he he replaces Russell somewhere, right. and so and, he um, would have been with the Seahawks. Maybe, uh, maybe if you because if we look at it, because I'm looking I'm looking through here now to see who else was if, what other quarterbacks I mean, you picked. Look at that it, wasn't a deep quarterback class. No, at all. all. So, but if you look at it, who we got here? Yeah, no. The next quarterback that was taken or taken was. I believe Brock Osweiler in the second round to the Denver Broncos, who Ooh. who didn't have a quarterback at the time. Who was Tim Tebow? That's right. Was it Tim Tebow? Yeah, I think it was Tim Tebow, right? No, I might be. Actually, yeah, it was because I remember they played the Patriots. But I remember that. So, wow. so instead of maybe maybe they read it Brock Osweiler a little bit better. Like, man, he just got a big arm. That's all he got. Said, let's get this mobile guy. Who also has a big arm, but I think he has. He's a little bit better on the run. Wow. Faster, more athletic, clearly more athletic than Brock Osweiler. I maybe would not maybe he would have ended up on the Broncos, and maybe that would have been his. Because he would have been behind. Who we, I'm trying to think who he might have been behind, but I'm sure he would have been behind somebody else. You know, he would have got groomed up a little more because now he's second round. Yeah. He definitely wouldn't have got hurt. You know, and, and so maybe. Maybe, you know, Robert Griffin needed to be placed down in that second yeah. round so he could sit around so he yeah. could probably I'm not saying Robert Griffin would have ended up what? being uh I would have been a Hall of Famer, but he would I think he honestly might have had some Pro Bowl Randall Randall Cunningham type years. Because they had a they had a decent line, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. in twenty twelve. Yeah, they had a they had a decent little pool. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. when did the when did the Broncos win the Super Bowl? Hey, that was Peyton Manning did come that year, so he just set around. Peyton Manning. He would have been right there. Oh man, shouty! <laughs> what were they doing? He just set around Peyton for a little bit, learn, ah, learn how to be in the pocket. You know. Scouting is important. Yeah, bro. come on. Scouting is important. So you see that? You just think like, man, Robert Griffin did two or three years behind two. And, you know, Peyton Manning left after 2015. And, you know, take over. Dang. And who was who was uh, coaching the Redskins at the time? Was that Mike Shanahan still? I think so. I know Kyle Shanahan was the OC at the time. Dang. Yeah. So that would have meant that would have fit right well Dang. with Russell Wilson. Oh, and they had and they had some decent Mike pass Shanahan catchers. And Russell they some, Wilson. They had some decent pass catchers on the thing. On the Redskins, rather than it, yeah, because they had drafted. I think they had. Uh, I'm trying to think what other wide receivers they had, but they had a solid group to where they didn't have to be forced to do this read. Because they had to do those read option things with. Um, it's got me tweaking, you know, bro. With Robert Griffin, it's just like uh, I don't think it fit them too much. Granted, they did go nine and seven, but also Robert Griffin hurt his knee, and that was all it wrote for him. So I. And that's because yeah. he kept. They had him running they the ball all the time. Ball running that offense because they just wanted to cater to him. So yeah, everybody, and they do. He couldn't throw that well. But that's that's my. That's, that's my, a good one, bro. Mine just to see how that, Russell Wilson would have played out if he went there. Cause I think honestly, I think he got a little bit more recognition while being there. You Mike know. Shanahan was the coach. Mike Shanahan and there. Russell Wilson. God. Russell Wilson. Golly. I think. He, I think. <laughs> I think that would have put the Redskins uh, uh, definitely winning the NFC East that year. I think they still would have made it to the playoffs. Yeah. I think they would have, in my opinion, they might have 
Because Russell Wilson went to the Super Bowl his second year. They might have messed around and got a first round bye. I, I don't even know what that 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 full roster looks like, but I can tell you. I think Russell Wilson would make some noise. I definitely think he probably won Rookie of the Year. Definitely, he would have won Rookie of the Year. And he beat out Matt Hasselbeck. He did. I mean, come on, he was like he was fifty. He was a, what grad year, senior, like grad. Like he was in graduate school or something. So he was already more mature. It's there, bro. It was there for Russell. It I was. Mean, I, I mean, mean he, Randy had a great career there, but I think that would have been the same path. It would have been the same path. We probably would have been talking about Washington at least getting one Super Bowl ring, which would have been crazy, but Mike, here we are. Mike Shanahan might still be coaching. Yeah, no, most definitely. He might most still definitely. be coaching. Most definitely. Man, that's a good one, bro. Yeah. But there it is, brother. Because he don't get the recognition he deserves no, either. And that definitely would have boosted him. Exactly. Number number two overall pick. I mean, granted, that makes his story even more special now. Right. Because, you know, third overall pick. Now he don't get the publicity, but he's still doing this and that. But, sir, he just was one to know, especially, like you said, this is not a, a dominant QB draft. There ain't no reason why he should And, yeah, he was one. one of the best QBs. Yeah, he had one of the best seasons as a QB, and yet coming out. They still didn't give you no. They just, they just focused straight on Andrew Luck, who I think honestly I think they might have lost their bowl game. I mean, granted, Andrew Luck still he had a hell of a career. Yeah, like, he he was a dog regardless. Yeah. But still, he lived up to the hype. He definitely yeah, he, lived easily, up to the hype, easily. especially if he didn't get hurt yeah, easily. But I, I like that one, bro. I definitely like that yeah, one, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Um, so for for me, you you know I I got. <laughs> I hear it. It's it's very similar to in terms of draft class. It wasn't that heavy of a draft class in terms of QBs, mm-hmm. but it was a very significant draft for QBs. And I'm referring to the 2017 draft that held Mitch Trubisky. We all we already know how we yes, feel about Mitch, sir. but that was also the same draft that held Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. Yes, and the way that I'm looking at this, because, I mean, it was really set up for the three franchises that needed QBs the most, which was the Chicago Bears. Obviously, the Chiefs wanted yeah. wanted their quarterback and the Texans. Uh-huh. This was laid out perfectly. The only problem was ownership. True. Mm-hmm. And the you. fact that they did a terrible job scouting. It was a terrible job scouting. The, the team that moved up to get Mitch Trubisky could have done the same to get move up to get Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson and just to and just imagine because and I and I I do want to pull this up really briefly because I, I I know you know where I'm about to go with this but I wanted to to put this out here because I think Pat Mahomes would have had a hell of a career regardless of where he would have went. Really? I, I do. I personally do. I mean, he now the, the fact that we're watching how he operates a game, it's not like, I mean, granted, I'm sure the year that he sat on the bench would have been, I mean, I had just Andy, had the, think Andy Reid and did a lot. Of course he does. Him. But I'm thinking in the, in the mindset that he would have had Matt Nagy as okay. well. And so, to be honest, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying that they're comparable, but I'm saying Matt Nagy is a yeah, he was is a genius, before. right? He was the OC. He's a genius. They come from the same tree, yeah. So I think he would have been fine wherever he would have oh, went. I definitely, think he would have been cool in Chicago. But my thing was Chicago had the defense at the time. Uh, 
not not the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And so if you want to really look at it, that's true. He would have came in. We already know what what he was in terms of a player, uh-huh. but I'm about to pull up this roster right now. I'm sorry, my my thing is going a little slow. Is this here. the 2017 2017 roster? Okay. And if I can pull this up really oh, quickly, gosh darn it, my stuff is going slow. Oh God, here it is. Here we go. Lay it on me. So, offensively, they had oh defensively. This was the same year. They had Akeem Nix. We all know who how he had yeah, how he is. Yeah. Eddie Goldman. Uh, they had uh, Prince Amukamara at the corner with Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson Ooh. and Adrian Amos. Now I think this now, was was this the year that they signed or had made the trade. I think that was Khalil the same Mack? year they made the the trade for Khalil Mack. But still, we know what that that defense was post Khalil Mack. Yeah. yeah, and they were still elite. They were still elite. The problem was they had to keep being on the field because yeah, yeah. Mitch Trubisky could not pull it together. I'm with you. I'm with you. And so if you look at what what Pat Mahomes has produced in his two years of starting, with a Matt Nagy who I, I believe is just as brilliant of a mind. I'm not saying he's as good of a coach. I do believe he's just as good as a mind. Yeah. But thinking he, he would have went to the Bears – and then that would have meant that the Kansas City Chiefs would have turned, would have probably gotten Deshaun Watson because that he was going to be the next best person to move up and get. That would have left. You don't think they would have got Mitch at that number? I don't think so. 10, number 10, I think. I don't think so. I, I, I think they were. I mean, because if you really honestly think about they it. They were number 10. Yeah, he was number really 10. Think the Chiefs were. Yeah, Chief. if you, I mean, if you kind of think about it, if you, if you're looking at pro comparison, Mr. Bisky do kind of resemble Alex Smith in a way, to a degree, to a degree. Now he's not a better, he's not a good game manager in the sense of Alex Smith, but they both just as mobile, uh, easily can throw on the on the run, pretty decently well. Uh, so that's why I think maybe I don't, you don't think they would see that like, all right, we getting the, we getting the same guy can do the we, same thing. I can, I do understand I, that. I, I'm just saying, I could think of it. Maybe. You ain't sneak in. But my, I, that's why I said it really comes down to ownership. Yeah. Because the same owner that moved up to get uh, Mitch Trubisky, the same breath, the Kansas City Chiefs moved up to get Pat Mahomes. Oh, and yeah, they, were, yeah. they were locked in on Pat Mahomes. I that. So that's what I'm saying. Andy Reid already knew what kind of quarterback he wanted for that system. And I don't think he was ever sold on on Mitch Trubisky. No, sir. No. And so if uh, he couldn't get a Patrick Mahomes, he's getting Deshaun Watson. Getting Deshaun Watson. He was the next best quarterback that was on that list. And just imagine what, what we've seen Deshaun Watson dealing said, with. Oh, he would have said a year. Oh. That, that's why I'm saying in terms of organization, leadership, that goes a long way outside oh, of the X's God. and O's. Oh. The, the NFL right now would be in such a, in oh. such a good place. Where you have the Bears that would have been a, number, a formidable team again, uh-huh. you right would definitely team. have. The, I, I still think the Chiefs would have been who they are. Who they are? They had Kareem Hunt. Had Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. They and I. Listen, say what you want about the Texans. 
I I don't I don't believe, and I know my pick was that, and this is before I knew that <laughs> that DeAndre Hopkins was going to be traded. That Bill O'Brien, but as long as Bill O'Brien is going to be there, they will always we underachieve. Know. We know who he is, and, and Mitch Trubisky would have been perfect for that. that, that Two that, underachievers. That's, that's his son. That's his son. That's his son. <laughs> Two underachievers. That's his son. Ooh. But but it's just like the way, that, at least the way that that Bill O'Brien was using Deshaun Watson. I think that would have been fine for Mitch Trubisky itself because yeah. he he's a mobile quarterback, uh-huh. whether people want to believe it or not. It's a mobile quarterback that he and does most of his benefit him a little more. Right. in Chicago, you know, when you got a guy like Mitch who isn't as accurate as most, or you don't know, know how to fit a ball anywhere, you're gonna need at least a dominant number one. So you got DeAndre there, who if you Take throw it wherever off. you want, you throw wherever you want, he gonna catch it. Take the load off. That would have took it. the load that off. Was it. And, and, right, and I'm like, dude, this, this, like I said, wasn't a heavy class by by any stretch of the imagination in terms of quarterback, but it was very significant, very significant. It played a role into what we're seeing now. Today. Exactly what we're seeing today. Now you have Deshaun Watson, who, by all intents, probably about count, to leave. He is either he's going to leave or he's going to get paid big money to be there. To oh. be there with Bill O'Brien. No, he ain't gonna do it. When he could be sharing the life with Andy Reid right now, He'll be sharing with Bill Belichick, with or Bill Belichick, I'm like, bro, he's gonna be leaving. He definitely leaving, but yeah, he. I just, it just, it just doesn't make sense that he shouldn't have to be dealing with the, the kind of roster that he's no, dealing, putting up right with now. right now. No, not right now. No, yeah, that, no. that's that. That's just not no. fair to him. No, he's too no, good of a player. No, not at all. Way too good of a player, man. No. So. That Dang. that was mine. I, I know a lot of people. You've seen the jokes that that the Bears have made, especially when they played this he year. He sucks in that, in that game <laughs> where it was the the, the, the Bears and the Chiefs, and they were like, "We could have had Mahomes," and all they're like, "Yeah, you could have." Yeah, it was right there. It, 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 blame it, really ownership. Was, it really was right there. Number two. Number two. Nobody nobody was fighting them for it. They had it. Traded up for Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Who is now going to be fighting his for his job against Nick a Foles. Nick Foles, brother? It's a crazy world we live in. See it. It's beautiful to see it, though. I like that one. That's just crazy to see it. Just, just to think how that would have balanced out everything, though. Dang, dang, oh man, I'm a, I ain't even a Bears fan, and I'm hurt. <laughs> the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. But I like I like that one, bro. This, this, that was a that was a good, good one. one. This is a good one. We might have to rec- we have to come back to this one. Bro. This might be part of the quarantine the quarantine, <laughs> the quarantine, the quarantine content. Yeah. Quarantine, 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 quarantine. So on this next segment that we're going to be coming up, this is that real talk. That we real always promise talk. you. Uh, we have a very very special one. Um, that is involving football. Speaking of football, um, that I think will. Touch a lot of our parents, so please stay tuned. A lot of people have kids. A lot of people that have kids, so please, please stay tuned. Wrap in. Quarantine, quarantine. Stop. Quarantine, bro. quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> shout out to my that's the lane, man. Shout out to Tory Lane. He's my idol in life. Everybody, everybody wilding right now, including you during this quarantine, I'm bro. Losing it. <laughs>
I better not see you on IG Live, bro. I better, I better not see you on there, bro. I'm gonna call it from one of my special talents. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so disappointed. Hey, a couple of raps for y'all boys. No, we're good. We're good, bro. But this is that real talk it's segment. Real talk. We haven't. I mean, the last episode we gave y'all some real talk. Please, if y'all have not gone check tune that one out. In. Please tune in for that one. Especially um, ladies. Especially please, ladies. Please. Especially ladies. That please, one was specially made for y'all. And we're, we will be definitely putting up the video on YouTube. Yes. Uh, for the And I'll, we'll put... didn't know. Yes. And since it was a special one, we'll actually have the whole episode air on YouTube for y'all to watch. Yes, it's a special segment. Get on there and um, subscribe. Oh, and subscribe. Right yes. now. Um, so we'll give Mr. you a hundred dollars. <laughs> we'll give you a hundred dollars. I promise. <laughs> Subscribe. Right I don't now. know. We'll I don't know. We can afford that, bro. In Bitcoin. But but, but I like. I, I give you love and spirit. Yeah. That's what that's what I give y'all. We'll if y'all subscribe, we'll give you a blessing. Yeah, blessings. But in addition to the real talk yeah, from yeah. last uh, episode, we do have a real talk one that I think our parents would be. Um, a lot of you folks that have kids, especially the ones that got kids that are coming up into that age when they want to start to play sports, especially father. yeah, of in this course, day and age. Of course, every father, especially ones that played in high school, college, if you played in college, some of them even played in the NFL. I know we always probably want our sons. Yep. Especially this would more relate to the uh, male side uh, that you want to your son to follow your footsteps in a way. Yes. So he has to play football. Yes. So. It, this is where it's more related to, we're going to just discuss the facts of, you know, because a lot of people nowadays, are, especially even I've heard a lot of people don't really want their kids playing football no more, especially young, which is young wild. growing up, which is crazy. That's wild. Yeah, it was wild to hear. You know, I mean, I've heard those things when I was younger growing up. I mean, my dad didn't want me to play football for a little bit until, you know, he's kind of, you know, what, it's about time to make your own decision. And now some parents kind of taking that away. You know, but we get we'll get into it. We'll get we're, we're definitely about to dive into the dive no. Into it. The reason why I was letting you you go on because the fact is that's the the very purpose of this segment though, mm -hmm. and and those things that you touched on, the very things that we wanted to elaborate on, mm -hmm. and and kind of ask, you know, I I do want to have dialogue, but fans out there, I I want you to have dialogue with yourself, especially if you're a parent or if you're you know someone that has the the goal of having kids one day and you envision having kids one day and you're tar starting to think about what kind of life you would would want to to create for them yeah. this is that conversation that's going to be need to be had anyway yeah you know what i'm saying i mean back when we were in high school granted it was a much different era i mean the rules for football were much more lenient um we didn't have social media I, right like we that. didn't have social media yeah, or anything MySpace. like that uh, so right, and so these were sports was the thing that was keeping you know guys like us entertained Just outside play period right, yeah. and and so nowadays now that you know more technology we have at, at our fingers, people get to see more, uh, mm -hmm. people are connected more. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have all this stuff that's at your fingertips, and so the art of sport, and and honestly, just the the authenticity I want to say of sports has been somewhat diluted 
because we already had a segment about how we think kids don't even treat the game the same yeah. because of the fact that they're doing it more for the fame the and, the, and, and the attention. Exactly. And so, so this is a, a deep conversation that I want you to hear. And you were leading it off perfectly, yeah. uh, my brother. And I want to ask you, I mean, as, as a kid, what were some of the stuff that you learned from the – the game of football and, and sports in general, but what were some of the things that was essential to your upbringing that came from sports? More importantly, football, though. So with football, I would say the number one thing, the number one thing that it kind of taught me was definitely push through tough times, no matter how hard things would get. Uh, that was probably one of the main ones. That's probably like my number one thing that helped, like, like you know, got to me because I mean, like I said, I didn't really start playing football until I was like a freshman, so I never right. went to like hard practices or nothing like that. Yes, you know, sir. Where you get pads and it's high, and you body, you your body struggling, or this and that. You can't, you barely can't run, but you got like you got to, you have to, like you here, you know, you're yeah. Here, you know, we got to do it. We have no choice. Same with in college, like getting up at four or five in the morning, right. you know. It, it, it just teach you how and it teach you to be accountable for yourself too that's true because I mean especially as you get older you know you, you gotta get to practice if you wanna play you gotta go to practice you gotta study your playbook like in high school you gotta study the play you gotta watch film on people or else you're gonna get exposed yeah so this is what it is this, that's what's gonna happen in college now you college you gotta bigger more you gotta wake yourself up you know, yeah, in camp we had somebody came through our hall, but that was during camp. But during the season, we had morning practice. I got to get myself up in the morning. Period. Yeah, I have to. I got to set my alarm. I got to get ready to go to bed early. It teach you accountability. Taught me accountability uh, to lean on one another. And, you know, learn how to be a team because you know, ain't everything on life going. You can't do everything on your own through life. Mm-hmm. There ain't no way you can do that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you can go ahead and support. Yeah, sit down, my man. It's a little. Lou, Lou is on the Lou, set. He's, he's, he's acting as timekeeper, but he, he'll he'll join in on this conversation as well. The building, but yeah. So, you know, that's just some of the few things they kind of taught me. Um, I mean, in a way, you gotta look at it as you know. Find I know parents. We always trying to find different ways to teach people. You know how to figure out you know how can i teach my son or yeah. teach my daughter that like it's it's tough really unless you let them go through certain stuff Correct. Like, i mean i know we always try to make sure our kids be the perfect kid but it's the only way you're gonna learn is by doing something you gotta do something to get put in that position and i mean football puts you in a lot of those positions where you just you know maybe you're doing good at practice but you ain't playing so now you're in a spot where you're like man i'm gonna quit but you, you know you don't want to quit Cause you really love something. It's the same way as your job. Like, man, I don't, I don't like, I'm, I feel like I'm getting like blackballed, or you know, yep. I ain't getting what I like at my job. But it's, I feel like it's finally gonna start coming here soon. You know, so maybe if I didn't play sports, you know, I had that moment at my at my job when I first started working when I was like hustling and doing this and that, and I feel like I want to get reciprocated. And I was like, man, but I ain't gonna quit because I've been here before. Yeah. Maybe if I didn't have been there before, I played a sport or something, like, or they just got put in that position. Period. Who knows if I would have quit my job and no matter what I would have been at right now. So and that's fair. Yeah, it's no, very fair to ask. You just don't know. Yeah, that, that's the reality. You don't know, but you do know that football played a huge part in that. Yeah, easily. And the, and the problem, and that's what I'm saying. Like the problem is, is that the more that people want to look at sports, especially football right now, because that's the hot topic. The more we look at it and want to take away the negatives in terms of health. 
the more we we overlook some of the positives that come from playing such sports. I mean, nobody ever said that it it was going to be a, a a pillow fight yeah. when you you knew the kind of stuff that you were getting yourself into. Exactly. And then you and and this is a special. I I actually enjoy this conversation. For 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 the people out there that don't know, right now everybody on the set has played football with one another at one point, and we're still friends to this day. Now, granted, I don't know if that was because of football, but I do want you guys to know that football has been a part of our life story. Yeah, yeah. We can literally say that we've played football with one another, yeah. and we used to have those memories that we can share. Yeah, and that's that's another big part of what sports brings to this. Mm-hmm. And Lewis. I mean, you play football. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you have a very special story because I remember kind of what happened, unfortunately. But honestly, like, <laughs> I, I want you to the, tell you. That's not the no. reason why I stopped playing football. But. I know it's not. But I do want you to tell your story because your story has a lot of the fears that parents have for their kids that play sports. But you still wanted to play, yeah. honestly. So let me let me get something straight here first of all. <laughs> what do you want to say, Pe- Lou? People <laughs> that I played football with in high school I always thought that the reason I stopped playing football was because of my last injury. While that had a a, a small part, um, I just didn't have a love for football right. as I did for basketball. Because right. in all honesty, I got hurt way more in basketball than in football. But I just didn't have that love. So let's yeah. just put that out there. Put it out there, Lewis. Because I was good in football and I, I did love football. But had that passion I just didn't have the yeah. passion for football as, as a ba- basketball. And any sport, you mm-hmm. didn't have any injuries. you know. So, But going off of what Wes was talking about, um, what the sports in general football, basketball, soccer, whatever teaches you. It, for me, it taught me discipline. And I think another huge thing is time management. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time management right. is, yeah. is huge. And yeah, you're right. Discipline, time management, and teamwork, yeah. all that stuff transitions into adulthood. It all transitions into um, what we do in our everyday career. Yeah. Especially me being PT, I have to work with others. I have to work with other patients. I have to learn how to be a team player. Um, I have to show work on time. You know, all that stuff is important. And I think that's what sports in general teaches kids. That I think people that don't go through, you know, it takes them a lot longer to develop those skills. True. My personal opinion, just from my observations. But, I mean, that's what I think sports, you know, is huge part in my life um especially yeah. in college like we had 5 45 a.m practices mm-hmm. there was one time one kid showed up late and our coach made the whole team run <laughs> while he watched us run be accountable the accountability uh, exactly accountability. that was terrible <laughs> horrible i, can I guarantee horrible. that my boy that's my boy mm-hmm. he never missed another practice again because he watched us run, and that was terrible. <laughs> but it also sent a message to all of us, myself, and all the other ones that were running that, like, hey, our coach is not playing. We need to be on time to practice. And that's so huge in in, in our career. Like, yeah, if we show up to late multiple times, multiple times, 
What is that? What is our boss going to think of us? He's going to fire us. Well, you gone. Thank you. He's gone. Thank you. You gone. Thank like, you. All, no. Like sports, like I said, it's just you can learn, you can transition the things that we learn from sports into our career. Yeah. That's yeah. just my take on it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's probably another thing I think I learned. Definitely leadership. That's probably one yeah. of the main things. Yep. Leadership too. Number one thing yep. I had learned, especially coming into in that college because when you're getting up there now, you got to try to Especially like, as you holding yourself accountable, you know, you start getting frustrated with yourself. Correct. You know, senior year of high school, you know, you get frustrated with how some of these young dudes doing, mm-hmm. freshman, sophomore, because you know how the way got to be. Even some of your homeboys, like, I mean, I know we all have had some. It teach you how to, it teach you how to speak up on certain stuff that you don't think you would ever do. Especially mm-hmm. when you say coming at your peers, like, I know we've all had our moments in games where I probably made a mistake and, you know, you went up, you go, I don't know, yo, Wes, what are you doing? Like, yo, what are you doing? Or, yo, Steve, or what are you doing? And it's probably, if we'd probably never played sports, it's tough to do that to your True. closest friends or something like that, you know. If I had played, you know, played basketball with Lou, if I had played and he had made a mistake, I'm going to have to call him out on it. Or the same, you know, vice versa. Wes, yeah. bro, what's going on? How would you miss that shot? Rather than, you know, if I didn't play with him, I probably wouldn't say nothing. Ah, my boy ain't going to say nothing to him. That's my guy. Right. I ain't going to tear him down. But it teaches you how to, you know, Create constructive criticism in your mind to yep. how to feed it to other people because mm-hmm. you have to do that. Yeah, like you know that's just what it is. You know when you get in new people like to a job or this and that. Like I'm always assigned to you know help upbring the new people to new hires and stuff like that. If they messing up. Like I said, what if I didn't play or what if I didn't put in that situation where I had to call people out in college like that or I had to be assigned like a leadership role yeah. in college to where oh, I ain't gonna really say nothing because I'm gonna just let them be. To where I done been in that, and I know what to say. Yeah. In a in a tone to where it's like, hey, this is how you gotta do it, or hey, you messing up, but here, this let's let's fix this, you know, instead of just attacking them. Correct. That's what sport teaches you too. It teach you how to be a leader and teach you how to uh, criticize people the correct way instead of always attacking them or verbally trying to abuse them. You still build them up, but I'm letting you know that you ain't doing it right. Because at the end of the day, you're still on the team. Yeah, that's what Y'all it is. still got to produce them. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. That's real. Goal. That's real world stuff. Yeah, and one common goal. And one common one goal. Common goal. And 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 so I, I, those are like I said, this is definitely big because one, a lot of times when parents are thinking about this stuff, they don't think of those intangible things that come from sports. One thing they want to get immediately into is, oh, it's it's gonna hurt my kid. It's the impact. If, if something happens to my kid, I don't want to have to take him to the hospital. And it's like, listen, one, stop wishing harm upon your own kid, thinking yeah. that if you let them, you know, live life, that the, the automatic worst is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's not what's gonna happen. And the, those things that you guys have stated. Those are the very things that you should be taking from sports. Exactly. Outside of wanting to win, those are the things that our coaches have always made sure that we've understood. Time yeah. management, yeah. leadership skills, perseverance, uh, teamwork, all of those things. Because at the end of the day, what you just said, Lou, you got one common goal, and that's to win. And if you're not trying to win at your job, why are you even there? Why are you even there? And so... The other part about this that I wanted to talk about is that, and I'm glad you're here, Lewis. I know that you, we didn't have you as a special guest, but you're always welcome to the show because you're our brother. Um, is because we were talking about how CTE and just injuries in general have kind of shunned parents away, but CTE in general 
has blown up. I mean, there's a whole movie on it with Will Smith and Concussion yeah. about the the origin of CTE and all that stuff. And so now this is becoming even a bigger issue because you see like parent, um, you know, player former players that are coming up with this stuff. Even you know, I, I don't know if you guys watched the Aaron Hernandez Crazy. series. Crazy. Wild story, but they even Crazy. said that he was showing signs of CTE, and they they said his was the worst of it all. His was the worst out of it all, pro- probably. And they were attaching his his you know act- activities and his behavior to CTE, which I don't I don't personally subscribe to that story. But I will say it's fair. Yeah. Nobody know. says. Nobody yeah. said. Like, like I said before, nobody says this is going to be a pillow fight when you get into sports, but definitely when you're not getting into football. Yeah. And the thing is, you sign up for football. Nobody pushes you in and says play football. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Either you go in voluntary, voluntarily, or you don't. And so for me, when I'm thinking about you know how CT affects the game, it's like. Okay, you knew that going in. Yeah. So they teach you how to properly tackle, right? Yeah. Now, granted, you can't help if you get smacked. I know I've gotten smacked a couple <laughs> of times, seen the stars. But at the end of the day, I remember you had you said one time that you thought the stupidest thing that they teach, they tell you as a coach, is that you're going to have a headache for a little while. I do agree with that. Yeah. That's it. It's. it's I do agree all... with that. What the, what the CTE and everything that comes in and all, all that flows with it. Number one thing my dad told me is like, listen, if you do this, it's almost like you go into a street fight every day. Right. Because you 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 don't want to get be, you don't want to get roughed up. You don't want to be little as a guy always getting roughed up every day. Like you gonna battle with it every day. You gonna hit. You gonna have to hit. Like it is what it is. And I mean, at every time you can't protect your kid. That's one thing I think people try to understand is like you can't protect your kids from everything. It's that that's the sad thing of life. That's the inevitable. It's like you can't, I can't protect my son. It's usually a lot of mothers that get like this. And I can't protect my son from being hurt. Like yeah. I, it's nothing I can do. It make you feel vulnerable. And I get that. Like yeah, it, it's it's a little scary when you see your son or you know drive. You know you drop down the ground. He just laying there and it's like what can I? I can't do nothing. Right. Like, yeah, trust me. It's it's crazy to see, but you gotta understand it in a way. Some of the stuff. Also, that's what's going on that they doing with being, you know, having to rough up people, having to get people off of them. It's it's building something up of how to like, control aggression to where. Right. And it's also saving kids. So some people, some of these kids need that. True. Like some people just only can do football. They just get it. Yeah. Like, sadly, that's what it is. And in a way, would you rather have your son using that aggression out on the streets, fighting every day, this and that, or were he allowed to go do it? You know, and he not, he just got to be taught the way he's got to be taught the right way. Now, like I said, you know, some coaches do say that dumb thing of uh, you're gonna get a headache, blah blah blah, whatever. That's not good at all. You know, you gotta you gotta really hone in for the parents that are thinking about doing this. Really dive in, research questions and stuff like that, so that you can throw it at these coaches, mm-hmm. so you can understand how they're gonna be doing their program, so you don't get your son in a BS program, so they don't be just out here getting themselves hurt. Yeah, you know, they working on tackling correctly, they ain't just. Oh yeah, just run through them, head down, blah blah blah. Like no, I ain't gonna be doing all that head down. You know, go watch a practice if you got time. You know, I know some parents it's tough because they gotta you know go after work and everything. But if you got time, go watch a practice. Just watch the game. Watch a watch a practice, see how things is going, and if you feel like there's something they can work on, you know, 
calmly, you know, talk to the coaches afterwards and see, like, throw some recommendations out, like, man, why don't we just try this practice, this and that. Yeah. You know, don't just assume that every school we just full blow going, you know, it's, that's just not how it was, you know. <laughs> My first school I went to at, at Tuskegee, it was like, we was like we, that. We would survive. Yeah. They did that. They, they, we had those days where it was, you know, it was almost full go every day in camp, which is True. absolutely stupid, you know. And they didn't really reiterate. They would say head up sometimes, but they really weren't reiterating. So where when I get to Thomas Moore, it was up and down. We would have some days where we were practicing just shoulder pads, and then we had some days we just practicing helmets. Mm-hmm. But when we did go full go, if you dropped your head, you always got twenty push ups. You know, if you did that, they was it was always some type of negative reinforcement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It's, it's, you just got to make sure you got to hone in on the program and see what's really going on. Like, hey, man, you know, I've heard about this going on. Like, if you show concern to coaches and if they really do care about your kid, they're going to voice it to wow. you. You know, they'll, they'll voice it to you. Definitely do that with us. No, yeah, but that's the thing. You, you'll learn as you go through it. Everybody program different. Everybody got to run it right. Everybody got to do something correctly. Okay. But, you know, that's, I guess in a way, that's also advice to parents, too. Like, if you're really worried – Voice your, voice your concern to the coach before you get this rolling, you know. That's, uh, that is great advice. Talk to them about that. Is that is great advice. Ask them and tell them, like, hey, you know, you know, can I watch a practice one day? I'm not going to, you know, tell them that you're not going to fear or not. I just yeah. want to see, I want to make sure my son, you know, if he's playing this position, there's a lot of, you know, he's a tackler, he's a linebacker, yeah. you know, DB, whatever. He's going for a tackle. I want to make sure he's being taught the proper technique so I don't, you know, my son don't hurt his neck or nothing like that. And the coach really do care about those kids, which is they should. I'm sure they're gonna re- reassure. Go ahead and watch this practice. And, you know, oh, yeah, just the drills that we doing. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, just a little word of advice for y'all parents that are a little too worried about all that. But they shouldn't it's, be. But also understand, like this is a, almost every other sport. Basketball. If I'm running to go get a rebound, we jump at the same time. I get clipped from underneath. I fall back. I'm gonna hit my head. Like there's no any sport. Yeah. Probably besides golf. You know those type of things. But any contact sport, you know, yeah, it's just—it's not just football, soccer, baseball. Yeah, you get hit in the head. You know, you run in the home base, you don't collide with somebody. Ball come at you like it's—it's it's not that—it's—it's it's inevitable. Yeah, you can't protect your kids from everything. Some things you gotta let your kids go through and understand that you know. Try to find a positive out of everything. Like the game is going, every game is being transitioned to save us. Like they trying their best. I mean, you you seeing now so many people are now retiring. Now we got the research to produce, like check out True. the CTE. Mm-hmm. We have True. the we have the technology to reinforce these helmets. Now, granted, no matter how much you put pad in the helmet, you can't stop the the whiplash. That is what it is. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. You fall up, jump for a ball, you go. You're gonna fall down. Yeah, it is what it is. You don't even gotta get hit. That's another thing. Like you don't even have to get hit. It could be just you diving for a ball, and I just ricochet off the ground. My head's gonna bounce. Right, you know, it's, it's skulls, it's space in there. It is what it is. That's the body you're gonna do, no matter what. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen. It's Some things happen. are just inevitable. going to happen. It's inevitable. It's, right. And I think parents just gotta come to a, a median. Like, man, you know what? It, it is gonna happen. But they're teaching them the proper way to tackle. You know, and, you know, and this things and this and that. And try to find just find that in between. I think they'll start to understand. Like, you know, it's all right. And the stuff we talked about with Lou. And telling these lessons that everybody learned, I think once they really kind of see that insight and stuff from every sport, they mm-hmm. realize whenever they learned that each sport, I think that at ease parents too. Because like I said, some of these kids, 
they can't learn that in the class. It's just they can't. They don't want to be in the class. Right. The kids just can't do that. Correct. You know, Correct. They, everybody's different. Some people right. have to be in the sport to learn. Correct. That's it. You know, Correct. I know we always say uh, some kids shouldn't just go for sport. We wish more black kids would go to be doctors. I was like, yeah, I would love that too. But there's some kids that, in a way, he needs football. This yeah. is where he feel calm. You know, this is it. And if you want him to learn these lessons, which other way than right here? Yeah. You know, some kids don't have a father. There's a male-dominant coaching staff. It's going to be one person on that staff that could be a father figure right there. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Now he's he, he feeling it right there. Now he, now he has somebody there for him. Like some, of the, some of those kids, they find they, they savior right there. True. That's just what it is. True. Right? Some kids don't have a big brother. Now they found a coach right there. That's your big brother. Or your teammate. Or your teammate. Yeah, your teammate. You know, I done heard plenty of people that done became legit brothers off that field. Like, that's it. Like, man, from this point, like, man, we go to school together. We walk to school together. We do everything together yeah. off that. It's because you saved me out there. And I think if parents have to realize that, they'll ease up on the injury stuff and kind of, like I said, look at the positive stuff that's going on in the world and what we're trying to do to help save the game and protect yeah. us. I think they'll start to ease into it just a little bit. That's fair. Lou, I know that you, because like I said, the the beauty of the three of us is that we come from different perspectives. And Wes just eloquently said the sport aspect of how athletics, there's no way you're getting across from this stuff. But you, like you know, as terms of like rehab and stuff like that, right? What is what is your perspective in terms of how this? One, I do want to. I want parents to know, we're not saying openly put your kid out there no, in danger. No. But what we are saying is, is the, there's st- certain stuff that you can't avoid. Yeah. And Lou, I would love to hear your perspective on terms of, is this something that they should be worried about? And if it is, you know, from a from a rehab point of view what are some things that would ease a parent's mind that okay even if my my kid does experience an injury or something like this that it will be okay yeah um let's see so yeah obviously there's always going to be injuries like we like we've been saying this inedible inedible to avoid those type of injuries um, I think one kids are a lot younger than we are they're still yeah. developing yeah. Um, their bodies recover a lot faster with some of these injuries um, and just going off of uh, Wes's point about how the medical technology is evolving it's crazy. Yeah, it's I crazy. think the medical feel in general is involved so I think what can kind of ease like parents minds is that I don't know if they realize this but um, some of these coaches like youth like coaches they go through classes to where they learn signs and symptoms of concussions of you know what to do in these certain scenarios so I think personally that coaches needs to take that seriously because they need to be um, be able to understand when 
they should take out their valuable player or when they think yeah. their valuable player is important. Because that's, that's a huge topic in sports in general. It's like this athlete, say you got Kevin Durant type of athlete. Okay, he needs to be back on the court as soon as possible. When is it the best time? That takes skill and knowledge. Um, yeah. So I think those classes that the coaches are going through, I think that should be continued um, just because they can kind of think about some of the signs and symptoms that these kids are showing during the game mm -hmm. and they can make those critical decisions because at the end of the day, yes, the kids' health is so much more important than winning the game. Exactly. Always. 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 Yes. So coaches need to keep that in mind. Like even if they're winning, losing the game, and that's their best player, they still have to keep those kids mm -hmm. at their best interest of, of their health. Yes. So they need to be able to know how to make those critical decisions as well. And that's that's the youth. Obviously, uh, athletic trainers, PTs. You know, we all are getting the education to be able to look at these signs and symptoms and determine when a when a player should or should not go back on that court. And I think that that's going to continue to evolve, especially with the CTE cases, because yeah, back then, you know, we didn't have we didn't have that knowledge, we didn't have that right. research back then when Aaron Hernandez was going through that, or yeah. even some people saying AB may have that. But now that we're more aware of these things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can start evolving and changing that that room. This is going at a faster pace now. Yeah, we because now we have some some subjects for research in order to do better for our youth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's that's key, and that's how that's how we learn every day is through research. Correct. So, you know. Correct. It got, Unfortunately, it sucks, but it has to start yeah, somewhere. Some, somebody has to start it so, off. So yeah, somebody has to start it off, and I think you know that Eric Hernandez case could have potentially started that case as far as like yeah. us being made of the research to figure out okay what can we do to change it for the youth mm -hmm. because sports is important. It helps with our our cardiovascular system. It helps with yeah. our growth. Like it, it does so much for our, our body. Yeah. To stay healthy, like yeah. some of these kids nowadays, they're just playing the game, getting sedentary, mm -hmm. getting, you know, getting fat. That's not what kids. That's not what they should be doing at that age. They need to be active. They need to be out playing football, basketball, soccer, doing out at the soccer. playground with their friends. Like that's doing what we used to do. Soccer. Like even when I wasn't playing football and basketball, I was outside playing, playing with my friends. Like just staying active. That's a, that's huge yeah. for our society. That's how you for our youth. To become an athlete. Yeah. That's right. probably one thing that our company prides ourselves on. That's one thing I try to reiterate. I've had several parents come to me, not several, but I've had a few, two or three, come to my sessions to be I've had my kids just play. It's a it's still it's a game. It's it's games, but they still gotta use their, you know, motor motor functions and stuff like that. It's a game. It's just games how to figure out this stuff and this you know, I've had games where I've put kids in a circle and, yep. you know, each kid has just a noodle and you got to try to hit that kid, but you only stay in your circle. That right there is teaching you how to, you know, use space. Yeah. Parents don't look at it like that. Like, what is my kid? Like, what are you doing? Like, and I'm like, well, sir, how did you learn how to play your sport? You know, I know you didn't have a training facility when you were young. So how did you learn how to play your sport? You went outside and played, you know. 
And I think that's another thing is these parents got to understand is some people don't have training facilities to go to. So how are you going to learn how to play your sport? Like Lou said, get outside. Go play. Go play a game. Go do something. Yeah. Yeah, go, go do something. I never had really knew nothing about football. Only way I knew it because I played outside. Played outside with people like y'all. When yeah. I played, and that was my way of learning it and try to figure out how to not get tackled because that hurt. Right. Yeah. Like, wow. Same with a kid. Kid get hit with a new one. I ain't trying to keep getting hit by that. So now you're going to figure out how can I get past it because he's playing a game. And I think parents need to start pushing that as well. It's like, man, stop sitting down and playing the game or this and that and Stop trying to be on your phone all day, this and that. Get outside and do something. Get outside get and active. play. Get active. Like you said, these sports is well for cardiovascular, all that. These kids need that. Yeah. yeah. They need it. And just another point. I know this is kind of off topic, but it's not dealing with specialization in the sport. I know that's a whole different topic in the sports realm. And if people don't know what specialization is in sports – Basically, what that is is that the kid is playing the same sport year-round, year-round. So, with that, when when kids or people play the sport year-round, year-round, you get these uh, repetitive, Speak repetitive, on it. Speak uh, on it. Speak on it. like movements, which cause injuries. Um, yeah. So, uh, by getting these repetitive injuries, you're getting overuse of, you know, a, a ligament or you're getting trauma to your head all the time Constantly. with football. So it's important to put your kids in, in different sports. multiple sports throughout the year instead of playing the same sport. That's one of my favorite to, topics. I ain't gonna yes. speak on that. I love specialization. That's what we so, that's a yeah. topic we do on So to avoid that reuse or yeah. reuse injuries. So you wanna try to avoid that. I mean I think that's huge. Like I didn't think about that until now. Like they were talking like I know this is way off topic, but the Zion Williams injury. By him specializing basketball, getting the repetitive forces to his knee, doing the same movements, never did, same no, movements. You never did nothing different. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna obviously you're gonna reuse that 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 knee, and it's just going over over time. It's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be the same thing with these CTEs. Like if you if a kid plays football, the next they play base, baseball. Then, then they go, you know, they keep switching way, up. In a way you healing something. Yeah. Getting something healed. Your body is not adapting to the same movements. Uh-huh. You're yeah. learning different coordinate. You're learning coordination. Like it's improving your coordination. It's improving balance. It's improving so many things that we don't think about mm-hmm. because you're doing other movements than the same ones that you've been doing playing in the sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be huge with CTEs as well. Like avoid like... You know, head injuries, even though that's inevitable with any sport, because you can still get a head concussion in soccer. You can still, but you're you're at a decreased chance of getting that head injury in these motions. different sports because you're, you're going through motions. different stuff. And, you know, it's, that's it right I don't now. know, I, I love specialization, so I can talk oh, about that. Oh, trust me. That's definitely We are definitely going to have day. another topic that's on that. That's definitely a topic for another day. Uh, but the, all of that stuff you guys said is very, very true. And, you know, these are things that I'm, I'm certain we are going to, like we always tell you guys, we are always going to come back to this stuff. This is locker room talk. Yes. Um, and so for parents out there that are listening, I do want to just reiterate, once again, we are not telling you to openly be willing no. to put your kid no. out there 
you know, to be hurt or whatever. But what we are saying is, if your kid that, throws it out there, explore just, it. Just research. It, it, explore Look into it. it. Talk to who's running this program. Get their mind and see if they're on your same thought process. Right. If not, tell your concerns, voice your concerns, or why this and that, and try to get some clarity. Something. 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 Because at the end of the day. For all three of us, and I and I don't typically speak for other people, but I can say that sports has taught all three of us some life skills that we still use to this day. Absolutely. And if you want your kid to be the best person they can possibly be, I'm certain, I am certain without a doubt, sports would have a, a tremendous upside in their development mm-hmm. in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole purpose of this, this uh, segment. Uh, we would definitely be coming back to this because there are some topics that I, I one about if our society is becoming too soft that this even has to be a topic. It's coming, and so we will definitely be. I will. I will leave that little cliffhanger out there for you guys. But um, we will be coming back to you guys with another episode uh, during this quarantine. Quarantine, quarantine. Make sure you guys are practicing social distancing. Yeah. During this time. Wash your hands. Wash your dang on hands. Don't pick your nose. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Um, please remember, I know we haven't said it in a while, but make sure you follow us on Everything. social media. Um, we need the again, feedback. It. We need the feedback. Please. We need the feedback. We will be coming with videos and all that stuff for you guys to latch on Give us a comment and put $100 in your cash app. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> that may not happen, but we will definitely give y'all a shout-out if that if that's oh, a, a, an equivalent. So, uh, as for myself, I'm your boy, Stephen Mose. This is your boy, Wes. And your boy, Lou Walk. Lou. Sweet Lou. This is another episode of Inside the Locker Room. You gotta go. Have a good one, y'all.